Hello, and welcome to the BPL Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Laser. In honor of National Poetry Month, today we are featuring local poet Barbara Fant. Be sure to check out our Fall 2020 Spotlight on Local Poets as well. In that series, we featured Maggie Smith, Ruth Awad, and Scott Woods. Let's cut to today's podcast. Barbara, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So good to be here. Yeah, for sure. So Barbara Fant is an award-winning poet, voiceover talent, host, and corporate and nonprofit storyteller. Barbara holds an MFA from Antioch University, Los Angeles, and a Master of Theology from the Methodist Theological School in Ohio. The author of several chapbooks and the co-author of two stage productions, her first poetry collection was Paint Inside Out. She was awarded the Cora Craig Award for Young Authors and has been commissioned by over 10 national organizations. She has represented Columbus, Ohio in nine National Poetry Slam competitions and placed eighth out of 96 poets in the 2017 Women of the World Poetry Slam. Pant is the recipient of residencies from Idlewild Arts and Connect Arts. Installations of her work can be found in the Columbus Museum of Art and the Columbus Foundation. A TEDx speaker, Columbus Mates Art campaign artist, and a 2017 Columbus Alive People to Watch, Fant is the founder of Bloom Barb Fant LLC. She teaches poetry in correctional institutions and schools, is the artistic director for the Harmony Project, a teaching artist at Transit Arts, and co-curator of the reading series Paging Columbus. So Barbara, let's start with your current work. So can you talk about your roles with Harmony Project, uh, Transit Arts, and Paging Columbus? Sure. Yeah, with Harmony Project. So I serve as the artistic director. Um, I started in what? I think January of 2020. And we were quarantined by March. So (laughs) So I I felt it like everybody else did, you know. Um, But I get to help oversee uh, a lot of the programs, some of the artistic vision for like special events that we're having, things like that. Um, And really, you know, last year was just like with everybody else. It was really all about surviving and staying afloat. And so that's really what my role consisted of was like how to keep us out there um, as an organization that exists primarily as a 500 voice choir. So how do you, you know, uh, continue to do something that you can no longer completely do, you know? And so that's really what it was. Um, and then I help oversee a lot of the programs in the prisons as well. So ORW, um, PCI, our men's facility. And then I started a new program this, this year, 2021 with some juveniles at CRC. Um, so I have some young men who I'm doing poetry with there. So that's that's Harmony Project Transit Arts. Um, I've been a teaching artist there for many years. Um, I also was a part of Transit Arts uh, as a performer. And then that kind of led into me just teaching and then uh, just stayed with them for many years. So, I mean, it's probably been over a decade that I've been with Transit Arts. And now I've kind of like helped train up some other young people to actually facilitate workshops. So now I'm kind of like behind the scenes, helping them. And then we do some master classes monthly. Um, and then with Paging Columbus, I'm a new member to Paging Columbus. I have performed with Paging Columbus and been featured multiple times. And when the leadership kind of rolled off, they invited new people into the fold. And I was one of those people um, to be blessed enough to be invited into the fold. And hopefully you'll see some uh, a reading series come out um, within the new year with some new features. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And it sounds like you're very involved in the community here. And like, it's got to feel great to, like you said, with transit arts, like kind of step back, train a younger generation and like, you know, get them involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a blessing. They're great. And they're super talented kids on like multiple levels, you know? So it's been really cool to like see them evolve from like 11 and 12 years old to like just being interested in everything to now being like 
25 years old and, and facilitating themselves. So it's, it's really awesome to see. Yeah. It's so cool to see that growth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I mentioned uh, in your bio, so um, you've had a lot of success with poetry slams over the years, um, competing in those, placing very highly. Can you talk about that experience a bit? Uh, slam? Sure. <laughs> slam is, uh, yeah, I started slamming Man, when I was maybe 19 and I started slamming because so I, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. I came to Columbus to go to college and was just, you know, fell in love with the the art of poetry and just was determined to get on a stage. And I did and haven't left the stage since. So I was at um, Black Pearl Poetry uh, that used to be at the Brownstone hosted by Ed Mabry and Will Evans at the time was like a co-host. And Will was the one who actually talked me into slamming because I, you know, I witnessed it. And, you know, I, I talk about this a lot that like I was blessed to be able to see like amazing features come through the city, like Buddy Wakefield. I think like Talam AC was like my very first feature that I witnessed. So like just Jive Poetic out of New York. So all these just like incredible poets. And um, so I was intimidated by Slam. And they were having, I'm about to date myself, they were having the very first ever Women of the World Poetry Slam, which I think was in 2008. We didn't have a ton of women on the scene who were slamming. And so Will was like, we want to send somebody from Columbus. I need you to slam. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't know what the heck. (laughs) He was like, no, you're going to do it. So I got on stage. I ended up winning in prelims. And then lo and behold, I ended up winning and they sent me to Detroit for the first ever Women in the World Poetry Slam. And it just kind of took off from there. And so I think being there changed my, it changed my world. Cause I mean, Andrea Gibson won that year. Um, I mean, D Matthews, T Miller was on stage back then. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor was there. I mean, just like all these like powerhouses, Rachel McGibbons just walks by you going down the street and you just like, what in the world is happening? You know? So that just like blew my mind. And from then on, I, I wanted to work for it. And so I went back again the next year and the next year after that. And so um, I went to WOWP several times, IWIP several times, um, Nationals as a team, and then the regional Rust Belt Slam team. And that's, we went to Toronto, I can't remember the year, maybe 2009, 2010, something like that. And we won Rust Belt in, in, in Toronto. And, um, and that's the year my book was published. And so that's the year Mahogany Brown was like, I'm going to publish your book. And um, so yeah, Slam has helped me build my life. You know what I mean? Really, you know, I know like there's a lot of things that could be said about slam, but, um, for me, it was a space of growth and opportunity and excitement. And I mean, you can't beat the energy around slam. You just really can't. So. Yeah. It's so great. And it sounds like it was such a, like a launch pad for your, your writing career. And like you made these connections and so would you say it was kind of like, like once you get got past the nerves and the awe of it, like, I mean, you did so well so quickly. So was it just like a natural fit for you? Uh, I think so. I also had really great coaches. You know what I mean? Like w- one thing about me is I love writing and I'm going to write regardless whether there's a stage or not. But the other part of that is I love the stage. And I think it's something about, I think the stage does something for me. And I learned that in slam and helped cultivate that in slam. And so being able to be coached by like Will Evans at the time just changed my life, you know, and it showed me what I could do on a stage. And so, um, yeah, it was definitely a, a launch pad for me and just this exciting period of growth that 
I'm just so grateful for. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm a musician myself. And so I definitely can understand a bit like what the stage does for you and that feeling. And yes, I, I can speak for a lot of us when like, I just, just sorely miss that. Like I'm hoping, you know, sooner than later, we can get back out there and do it again. Yes. That energy, you know, it's that energy exchange. There's not, it's just nothing like it. It's just nothing like it. We just did a show at the Lincoln theater, which was like one of the first, you know, in, you know, performing uh, back live performances. And it just, I miss it so much. You know what I mean? It was just so beautiful to, even though it was limited capacity, it was like 25 people there. It was just such a blessing to be in that space with those 25 people. And I know that people are watching online, but to have that like call and response, you know, it's nothing like that feeling. Yeah. It's truly like bouncing off that energy and like, you know, that, that connection, that presence, like you really sort of like get lost in it. It's like wholly unique, you know? Yes. Yes. And then like slam is like, it's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother beast. You know what I mean? Like people think you're going to be in there like, oh, you know, just like clapping. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, like we are, we're loud. You know, we're banging on things. We're stomping. We're like shouting in the middle. Like, you know, like, you know, when people are with you, you know, and when they're, and when they're with you, you're just going all the more harder. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You feed off that and like, it's just such a great environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully what we do in that pack rooms like sooner than later, you know? Ah, uh, yes. It's coming back. I believe, I believe, I believe. Me so. too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I want to talk about so, a bit of your your origins with writing and, and, mm-hmm. and poetry specifically. So like, um, you know, when I was, I was reading your bio, you lost your mother at a young age. And I was reading that you use poetry as a way to communicate and to cope with that. And so, so how did you find your way to poetry and how did you, how has your relationship with writing sort of changed over the years? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I think when I was really little, I, I used to write, there was, um, I think when I was in like second or third grade, there was this competition where if you like wrote a poem about the weather and your poem got selected, it would be published in the local newspaper um, in Youngstown. And like, I had like two of those poems published, you know what I mean? So I always like had this kind of love for writing and kind of just putting words together on a page and and I also remember like being in eighth grade and having to um, keep a journal and I could only write poems. Like that was like the only thing that would just like come out of me. Like I couldn't like write what just happened in my, in my day. I had, it had to be like this creative, like artwork, you know, and I, I loved reading when I was younger. So I loved reading, you know, I, I fell in love with Maya Angelou when I was younger, you know, um, I loved songs and that kind of thing too. And then when my mother passed, um, you know, I, I really just didn't know how to communicate anymore. And I didn't know how to express myself. And, you know, I wanted to go to counseling. You know, I'm 15 years old, like, I need to go to counseling. You know, my dad is like, no, you're going to church, you know, and that was his way of handling things at the time. And I would go to church and I really understand what the pastor was saying. So I would like take notes and I would go back home and write those notes into a poem. And so it it became this way of processing for me. Like all of a sudden it was like, oh, like now I'm, I, I can process it this way if I write it this way. And so I could process it. Um, and then it became like this form of prayer for me. It was like, I don't know how to really talk to God. So I'm just going to like write, write this out this way. And, you know, and that was the way I knew how to do it. And 
you know, I really believe like my relationship with God developed through that time. And I believe like God started speaking back to me through that time. And um, I started, uh, you know, submitting to like poetry.com to try to get things published and that kind of thing. And then I discovered like underground rap battles. And then I discovered, um, uh, you know, a friend of mine, um, my sister's friend, she had an older friend who was, who was rapping and he had a friend named Fatal Prose out of um, Cleveland, Ohio, who just like blew my mind. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what this is. This is amazing. And then I used to watch HBO Def Poetry Jam. And this is all like through high school. And I saw a poet on there from New Orleans, Sonny Patterson. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what the heck she just did, but I want to do that for the rest of my life. And that's what, like, when I got to high, when I got to college, that's really just like, spark that, you know, being on stage. And so I think my relationship over the years, it became this way of prayer and processing. Um, and I think it is still that for me today. Now it's more of me working on the craft of it and how can I do unique things on the page and make things come alive to people in a different way and make people fall in love with poetry because I want them to, I want them to feel about it the way that I feel about it. You know, I want it to do for them what it did for me. Um, so I, I guess it's tra- changed and transitioned that way. Uh, it's so amazing that like, you know, it sounds like from such an early age, you had this sort of like creative lens, like you were saying, you like sort of communicated through poetry. That was like, you know, how you sort of saw the world. And then like you had these, these life experiences and then these inspirations that just like helped you find your way around it and like get inspired and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And you talked in your, in your answer for the last question, too, about, you know, your faith and whatnot, how important that is to you. So can you talk about that in both your life and, and your uh, your poetry, like the role that faith plays? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. I think faith um, at, is at the core of everything that I am. You know, my faith is just at the core of, of who I am. I was raised Baptist. Um, I was in Catholic school since kindergarten. So I was getting hit from like all sides and all kinds of confusion, too. You know, <laughs> and then I um, <laughs> ended up going to a Catholic university. And, um, you know, at that time I started taking like theology courses And because I went to a small little Catholic university and you could either take like philosophy or theology extra courses. And so I went the theology route and just fell in love with the word and the history of the church and just like learned a lot about that and then ended up going to seminary. Um, And I think at a young age, I felt this kind of call on my life to preach and didn't know what that could or would look like. And my father, you know, basically told me women didn't belong in the pulpit. And um, in college, I, I met a pastor who was a woman who reached out to me and found my name online and was like, hey, can you come to a poem at my service? I'm starting a new church. And then we just became friends. So she happened to be a poet. She She's a poet out of Chicago um, for the Cornell West Theory was her band. And, um, and she was a pastor. So she just like... I was like, oh, you a rock star. Like you're, you're bomb, you know? And she just kind of took me under her wing and we became friends and talked me into going to seminary. And I actually went to seminary, um, to be a prison chaplain. So I think that, um, but I, I didn't end up going through ordination and my life changed, but I think that faith is, is very, it's a core part of who I am. And I think what I do with work is, is always from the place of coming from the darkness into the light. 
and trying to bring other people with me through that and, and helping them process their trauma and, and realizing that this world and our lives are so much more spiritual than they are natural. And I think that that's what that's one of the roles that faith plays in my life and in my work and how it how it manifests. Just talking about like your your work with incarcerated folks, your your work with you know the younger generation, it it, it seems like you sort of manifest that in, in so many different ways, like bringing the darkness into light, like you said, and helping people grow. Yeah, yeah, and I'm you know I, I think I um by nature I'm profoundly attracted to people who have lived, you know, in a who have who have lived a, a rough life, you know what I mean, and and I also find that those are people that are attracted to me. And it's something in us that we just we get each other. We understand each other. Um, and then I think they see my life as a living testimony, you know. And um, so I think that's one of the ways that, that we can connect is that, hey, you may have been there, but it, it it's not who you are and you don't have to stay there. That's really powerful. Yeah. Like they don't have to be defined by that, you know. Absolutely. And you, you can sort of be, be a vehicle for that change and whatnot for them. I try to be, you know, I, I, I would have, I mean, if I was defined by things that I did when I was 15 to 16 years old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my goodness, you'd be like, what? Oh, my goodness. So I'm thankful, you know? Great point. Great point. <laughs> That's why I try to tell people like, hey, like, listen, you, you went through it, you know, you may have even done it. It's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't define you. It helps you become who you are, but it doesn't make you who you are. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's an important thing to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara, before we wrap up today, I just wanted to ask, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you're working on at the moment? Yes. Um, I have a book coming out on Sundress Publications. This should be out in the fall, which I'm super excited about. So it's my, um, it'll be my newest poetry collection. Um, my first one came out on Pimmonship Books. So this is almost like, it's been 10 years. I was like 21 when that book came out. So this is, um, this is almost like a debut for me, um, especially coming off of my MFA. So um, that's one of the things that's coming up um, later in April, April 29th, I'll be on a panel for the Ohio Environmental Council. Um, so we'll be talking about like art and the environment and how those things coexist, uh, how we can use art and advocacy in that space. And then um, April 30th and May 1st, I'll also be at an event um, at the Methodist Theological School of Ohio talking about social justice, activism, active advocacy, and theology and how those, those worlds uh, coexist as well. It's a lot of great work coming up. Yeah, a lot of great events. Is the best place to uh, check those out your website or is there a central place? Uh, yes, you can follow me on social media at Bloom Barb Fant on Twitter and on IG. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, my website, barbarafant.com. If you sign up for the newsletter, I will send out these details there. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Barbara. Really great talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast with Barbara Fant. To help our podcast grow, please rate us five stars and tell your friends about us. To learn more about our programs and events, follow us across social media platforms at Bexley Library or check out our website at bexleylibrary.org. Thank you. Thank you.